Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Season Three. Season three. Of the Diversity in Fellowship podcast. Yes. We are back. We are, we are well back rested. Better than ever. I don't know about well rested, brother, but Man, I'm I've been back. The, I've been the main been way I, too close to some water. Yes. <laughs> we are we are ready. Ready to go. Way too close to water. Too close to water. Way Come on, Kenny. Close. I mean Y'all. like <laughs> at some point we have got to have How a discussion. How close were you to the ocean, man? We were in, we were like right on. We were in the ocean. We got in the ocean. See, we walked in the ocean. I believe anytime you're in that amount of body of water, you're putting the Lord to the test. We drove <laughs> we drove across the ocean to an island, an actual <laughs> island, and then we walked around on the island. Man, come on now! Like yeah, that's crazy. It was incredible. You gonna find Leviathan? <laughs> <laughs> be trying to get don't. I, your fear is irrational. Your fear <laughs> no. of the water. Don't be trying to make it biblical. I'm telling you, man. Irrational. It is something, it is something wrong with being around all that water. Irrational. It seems, Plus, it's beautiful. Wrong. Beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay. So, welcome me to season and William three. Yes. Are, we are divided. On water. On yes, water. Yes. On, okay. on what we should be doing with the water mm. and how close we should be yes. to the water. But we are united when it comes to our fellowship and Amen. being in the church and all that great stuff. We are united on that. But it shouldn't just be William and I who are united right. because in John 17, Jesus, in his high priestly prayer, he prays for the unity of the all of his followers. Right. Right. And so we want to cover that today. Like, what is the goal? How should unity, what should unity in the church look like? Mm. And so I'm going to read from John 17, starting in verse 20. And we're just going to talk about it and <laughs> see what we uh, come up with. So John 17, starting in verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, the disciples' words. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that that they may be perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you loved me. So we'll stop mm, there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, brother. Yes. Jesus wants us to be have this unity, right, amongst believers. So, right. what do you think Jesus means by this unity? Well, I, I mean, I think it's. Let me answer with what I what it's not right because yes. I think we want to really downplay it, right? You know, and just be like, ah, well, you know, it just means that we're all kind of on the same team and we, you know, appreciate it, whatever. But like he says, you know, I mean, he actually defines it as I want them to be one, even as we are one. Right. Verse 22. Right. Uh, And then he says, I and them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one. So he doubles down on it. He used that similar language that I, as as you um, 
I hope that they would be one as you and I are one uh, earlier in the passage as well. So, I, I mean, I don't think you can define it any less than perfect unity. Right. Right? I mean, unity in mind, unity in thought, unity in truth, right? There is a, as a, there is a, a, a unity, a coming together that will never be separated, never be pulled apart, right? There is this kind of perfect unity. So, yes. I mean, would you add to that? Is that, is, that a, is that a right way to describe that? Yeah, I would think it's obviously what he's saying. Because he and the father are just that, right? So I if don't you, think if he's you start missing... trying to like, <laughs> I think the tendency again is to start kind of lowering the goal, or right, yes. lowering it. And once you start doing that, you really start moving away from what he says, right? Okay, so then here's the question. Then, um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of order of what are the things we talked about, but can we can we attain that? Yeah, um, I would say. Can we attain it? Yes. Because, I mean, we just said it's perfect unity. <laughs> perfect unity. Right. As the Father and the Son are one, perfect unity. Can we attain it? Uh, I believe Jesus thinks we can. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yes. Right. Because he yes. says he wants us to be perfectly one so that the world may know okay. that you sent me and love them even, right. even as I, you love them. Me. There's, there's so a purpose in the unity. There's a purpose in that, that right. he wants the world okay. to know yeah. that he was sent. And, you want, I mean, it seems like an evangelistic tool, right? The That's church right. is showing unity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The world sees how we are united um, mm-hmm. in our faith in Jesus Christ. We are united right. as brothers and sisters, and then they right. come to know Jesus as well. Okay. Um, so... I would say Jesus says it is, so okay, it must be. Right? Well, why isn't it then? That's the yes, right. <laughs> that, that's the question. Is why? I mean, why do we look around and it's so, not that way? So why do we not have it? Yeah. You tell me, brother. <laughs> why? Right. Why don't we have it? Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously the answer is the the process of sanctification is ongoing. Yes. Right? I mean, I think we'd have to say that's right. our that would be our biblical answer would be, uh, you know, we we're, we're not. Um, perfect as believers, you know, we're right. not perfect as Christians. Therefore, our churches are not going to be perfect. Our fellowship with one another is not going to be perfect. I mean, there's there's going to be limitations to that. I mean, I think that's um, you said that nicely. Mm, Sanctification is not we're we're not complete, right? Yeah, right. It's, is there right. is there a not nice little? We're way? just rotten, low down, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that is prideful yes, sitters, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> Right, we are. I'm trying to give. You know, we are the body of Christ. So yes. I'm trying to say, yeah, yes, we are. Look at look at us as as Christ looks at us, right? Don't right. look at us That's as right. the That's right. um, sin stained and yes, right. We are forgiven, hopefully, yes. um, if we've trusted in Christ, we are. And so, right. but but I do think that ongoing battle with sin is the reason why we have not perfectly obtained it. But what? Okay, so. At one point, it seems like it was there. So, what point? early church, right? Yeah. Disciples, they all go into the upper room and pray, and spirit mm-hmm. comes, and yep. everybody's added to the number as Peter preaches, and thousands mm-hmm. upon thousands, and yeah. you know. So, I mean, then you have some conflicts. I was about to say it's beautiful until Acts five, yes. right? Ananias and Sapphira hey, died. You got to purify the church. They weren't unified. <laughs> they right. just got taken out, right? right? right. Uh, then you got Acts six. You got the whole 
you know, problem there, but they solved that problem. Right, they solved that problem. uh, um, Some would say creating the office of deacon, or at least having uh, servants there put in place to help try to alleviate that problem. Then you've got even more problems in Acts 15, right, then the Jew-Gentile issue. Right. But seemingly they solved that problem. Yep, seemingly. Later in some of the some of the letters you realize it's it's not it hasn't been solved. Um so I mean that I mean I guess my question is did they really attain it? Not not in the sense of right perfect where you don't like cuz the guy had there's no disputes like that, That's right? right? So don't be lowering the standard. Right. So did <laughs> There's they, no disputes. They didn't. But at least at least it seemed like they were striving for it. Yeah. Nah, now that's, yes. And right. I believe that's kind of where we've fallen off is that we're, we no longer, mm. it seems, strive for it. Yeah. Um, or, um, you know, they, they're still in fellowship with one another while they are solving these issues. They don't break fellowship. They don't right. divide over those things. Right. They and, work on them. Right. And 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 there was, I mean, you would say, so, I mean, that's early church, right? Yes. I and mean, that's church during the time of, of, of the Bible, when the Bible's being written. And and then even beyond that until, I mean, for, for years and years and years. About a thousand years, about right? About a thousand years until the, I mean, kind of the division of the Eastern and Western, uh, what they call it, the Great Schism, right? Yes. I mean, you you have a u- unified church. Yes, to an extent. To an extent, like some people got to go. Right. I mean, to <laughs> areas an, you know, <laughs> areas you right, got to go. Right. right? They, you know, they had the councils, and yeah. so they're kind of kind of drawing the circle. Like right. this is true Christianity. This is not true Christianity. Right. We still, I mean, Protestants even would still point to many of those. Uh, councils and say, hey, they came out with good theology yes. and right stuff. Right. And, you know, good. So there was unity, right? But then what happened? Yeah. I mean, this we, is a, we're getting into nerdy church history nerdy type church. stuff. But like what? what? So the East-West division is basically about how does the Holy, like who does the Holy Spirit proceed from? Right. From the Father or yes. are both the Father it's and like the it's Son. Like a language argument. Yes. Yeah. They, did yes. Their, they did their word studies and came out in different places. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so is that again, like was that a reason to divide? Mm. Like to to, right. to to say, okay, now we're the Eastern Orthodox Church mm-hmm. and now you are the Roman Catholic Church. Right. Like we no longer have fellowship with one another. Right. Yeah. Like what well, is that a reason to divide or should they have strived more for mm-hmm. the unity that Jesus is talking about in John and, 17? And both of them would have said that the other one was I mean at some points I'm sure there's different different views mm-hmm. but um both of them would have said that the other one was anathema, yes. right? Like not right. the church. Yes. At some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean I know there were probably people within those that would have said no, well, they're they are whatever right. but for the most part, yeah. Official teaching of the churches, I think both of them. communicate was, each other. That's right, right. Yes. You're out. And, you're yeah. out. Okay. You're out, right. We are, we are completely separated. So it was serious. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like this was just a, hey, you guys go do your thing and we'll do our thing. That was not what was going on there. Right. And so, you 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 know, you have that huge split between mm-hmm. the church, no longer striving for it, and then you get to Luther. Yeah, right. And, you know, you have another Split, which we would celebrate. Yes, yes, we right? would celebrate that. I mean, because essentially, what happened at that point is, 
yes, they were unified, if you're talking about just the Roman Catholic Church, but I right. mean, they were unified, but they weren't really unified around the truth, which That's Jesus it. emphasizes so right. much he does. in his high priestly prayer. Yes. It actually moved away from that. Yes. So then was Luther wrong for the Reformation and dividing the church? I would say Luther was not wrong in making his stand against the Roman Catholic Church. Right. Because he he strived within the church for it. He, he actually, you know, presented his case to the church. He didn't just say, hey, I'm going to separate from you all. I'm yeah. out. You know, he actually tried to reform the church yeah. um, before he had to, well, I mean, he gets kicked out of the church. They excommunicated him. He's out. Right. And, and, and what Luther was fighting for was truly the gospel. Right. Like it, this is it how are people state, yeah. saved? Like, mm-hmm. what is the good news of Jesus Christ? Like, what did Jesus do for us uh, through his life, death and resurrection? So that is first order, primary center of our faith. Right. Yeah. Um, type stuff and the in the Roman Catholic Church had gone far away from that. Mm-hmm. And so I would say Luther definitely nece- it was necessary for him to 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 um fight that battle and, and the rest of the reformers to fight that battle. But even then I would say at that point the Roman Catholic Church wasn't the church, right? Mm. They're they're not teaching right. <laughs> you know, pure gospel. Right. They had gone so far away from the word that they wasn't the church. So mm-hmm. my issue was not necessarily saying the Catholic Church is no longer the church. My issue is like, why didn't the reformers stay together? Stay together. Yes, because right. from there you have almost just a splintering. Yes. Swiss Reformation, the English Reformation, it kind of goes off into many, the Anabaptists come on the scene. Yes. I mean, you kind of have all these different, you know. Uh, and now the, we have. 50 million different denominations right. and mm-hmm. iterations of the church. And right. it does not seem as if we, we have the unity that, that Jesus is talking about in John 17. So right. what do we do about that? Yes. Like, well, I, I, how can we, can we get back to um, John 17 or is it, just a lost cause. Right. And and so often when I hear, and, and, and this is why I'm a little bit a struggle. Yeah. Because so often I hear people say things like, we just need to get rid of denominations. Right. I often hear that from people who don't care that much about theology or right. truth or, right? And so uh-huh. that, that makes me uncomfortable. Yes. Am I wrong for... Somewhat, I would say, thank is you, that thank you. <laughs> he didn't even hesitate, right? Yeah, some, yeah you're I would wrong. say some of our distinctives and traditions um, get in the way of this unity. Yeah, and that's true. We yeah. don't. My pride. Yeah, it's just it's my pride. Like yeah. I believe I'm right in this situation. I'm, mm-hmm. I believe I'm right in the way that we express our faith and and um, worship and all those different things. And so we say those people don't do it that way. And so we're going to not fellowship with them. Right. And I believe some of that is, is pride. It, it's secondary issues, sometimes not even secondary issues. It's you right. know, third order, fourth order mm-hmm. issues. And, and we just need to simply say, I need to bear with my brother. Like yeah. Paul in Romans 14, he's talking about, you know, whether or not to eat meat and 
it's not a reason to divide whether or not, yeah. um, you know, you eat meat. Me- be convinced in your own mind. Like, don't don't mm-hmm. say it's not important. It is important. Be convinced in your own mind about these things, but it's not a reason to separate. Right. So I believe a lot of our denominationalism has turned into turned into stuff like that and even just some really serious or just straight up sinful um, separations within the body of Christ because of stuff like that. Right. But right. I think there is a point where, you know, the, the good part of denominations would be what we are letting people know what we believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or we are, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're letting, like, it's clear what these group of people believe. It could still be a bigger tent, but just we have these same core principles mm-hmm. and beliefs um, that we hold dear. So well, let's, I, I think it's, you know, you can ask the big question, like, well, what do we do? You know, and it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not sure how to handle the denominational yeah. question in, in, uh, in our country, right? Yes. But let's 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 try to let's just talk. About, we talk a lot about the importance of staying local, right? yes, and fighting on a local level. So right. Kenny, I I think this is an important question. If 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 you said we need to fight for unity, like Jesus is talking about in Sykeston, yes, like that's where we that's where we right pastor, right right right. So that's our goal. We believe it's at least to some degree attainable. Even if it's not perfectly attainable, we believe we can at least be striving for it. Yes. Right. So, what would like? What would you do if you if you had power? If you could fight for it, what would you do outside of merging with another local church? Which you've already done that. I've right? already done that. And that was yeah. good. That was a good first step. Yeah. But, but even like, in merging, here's the thing: even in merging, I divide it. Yeah. First, that's true. That is right. true. And yeah. so, you know, my first step would be to call a fast. Call a fast. <laughs> call a okay. fast. I like it. We're yeah. getting biblical. Yeah, yeah I like so that. Call yeah. a fast, and then we're gonna have just some time of repentance. Okay, we're gonna that's lament. Lamenting the the um, nature of the church, but then we're gonna actually come together, and right. we wait, are wait. going to define we. Like everybody, everybody who professes everybody to be a Christian, all the Christians, all, all one the, big meeting. Yes, one big le- meeting of the leaders. Okay, uh, whoever we can get. Okay, we might, you know, we might have people there too. You know, okay, from the congregation. Right. One, one big to speak meeting. Speak into it. We have one big council or diet, as you know. Oh, a back. diet, the diet, diet of Sykeston. Right. The diet makes it more uh, official. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so we're right. gonna come together, and the first thing we're gonna do is we are going to determine what are the essentials. Uh, of our faith. I think that's important because there are going to be some people there who don't hold to the essentials. And I would say the essentials would be the gospel of Jesus Christ. The penal substitutionary atonement Mm. has to be an essential. You've already run out a bunch of people. But this is what we're going to say. Mm -hmm. You're not Christians. We're not going (laughs) to even play around with the... (laughs) We're going to say... If you don't hold to this, this, if you don't hold to the inerrancy of the Mm -hmm. word of God, Mm-hmm. Because if you don't hold to an inerrancy, you're saying something about God there, mm-hmm. right? If you don't hold to that, and you don't hold to so, so, the gospel, but see now again, I'm gonna push back on you here. Yes, because would you say to somebody who says, "I'm just not sure I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture"? Yes, would you say not a Christian? No, I would say let's reason together, and if you. After, and then after reason, and they're like, nope, still after not convinced. We, if they held firmly to not convinced that the Bible is inherent, 
they are not a believer to me. Okay. Yeah. As I say, first order, because it it does say something about God. The Bible says about itself certain things that uh, in relation to God, like your word is truth, right? But I mean, don't you think it's these types of issues is why denominations form? Yes. And that's important. But again, we we're not saying in those situations where people disagree on those essentials that they are still Christian, even though they call themselves Christian. Mm-hmm. We need to say you are not Christian. <laughs> you are clearly not Christian. But I mean, and so I, now I, we're not we're not fighting for unity within the body of Christ anymore. Right. We're we're cleansing the church of those who okay. who profess to be Christians but are not. We're getting rid of the wolves and the which goats. Would, I mean, which would be a more sectarian approach, right? I mean, yes. you're saying everybody not with us is outside of us. Yes. We would say that on the essentials. If you're not with us on the essentials, you are outside of us. And I think that's where we we miss unity. We believe unity is, is not standing on those truths. It's just letting everybody in, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, that's not what it is. Like, we, I mean, Jesus tells us to get people out of the church who... Yep. are false, are wolves in sheep's clothing, right? right. He, he tells us to... Or are claiming to be believers, but are clearly not lost. Clearly not believers, right? right. He they're, tells us. Or living in sin. Or right. Gonna... He tells us to purify his church. And so it's not unity to say, well, you believe this about the Bible, or you believe this about what Jesus did for us, and you can still be here. Like, no, mm-hmm. you're not. that's not a church anymore. That's we're, we're not holding on to truth. Like, Jesus came with grace and truth, full of grace and truth. Right. And so we don't want to, you know, deny the truth for the sake of unity. We never sacrifice truth for the sake of unity. Right. But we do understand that on some secondary and, and you know, third order, fourth order things that we disagree. And so once we get the unbelievers out, <laughs> we well, reason... I mean, already, like, We'll have to call a second meeting because yes. there's going to be some fight. Oh, yeah, people we, talking in the parking fight, lot. You know, yes. I mean, like, what in the after world? After we have that fight, we come back together on the second day or Do the you next think, week. Let me ask you a question here because we'll keep pushing back. Do you think you could get agreement on the essentials? Because isn't that part of the struggle is that we think stuff is um, – some, some groups think things are not essential – Yes, which we would think are essential, uh-huh. and then there are other groups who think things are are you know essential that we would say are not essential, right? So I mean, how do you you ask the question? Decide what must people do to be saved? Okay, right. Yeah. I think that's fair. Right. Yeah, I think and that's you, the right. And I think that yeah, you will. <laughs> you're still going to have people say, "Well, you got to speak in tongues," or you know, yep. different things like that. Yeah. And so you got to really. At some point, we got to get to the word and say, what does the word say about like, what does the word really say? Because a lot of us, we we are in our denominations. We have our beliefs and we see this in our congregations. We hold firmly to these things. And the reason why we hold firmly to them is because this is what I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And we never question it. Like we never actually wrestle with the word of God to say. That's right. actually not what the Word of God says. And we need to have those discussions. We need to have that, and we need to have those discussions with people outside of our denomination because that agree. challenges us to mm-hmm. to say, to question, like, like what the way that I interpreted that maybe was wrong. Right. Or the way that my group holds to this. Right. I mean, that that's happened in my life with different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, having somebody outside of what I've grown up in or what I believe in challenge me on, 
uh, a certain issue and then right. realize that's not what the word says. Right. <laughs> you know. And so so just for clarity, right? Some things that you would consider secondary, like, like yeah. in other words, th- they would still be in the room. Yes. Right. You've clicked you've kicked out all the all the people who you think are not Christians. And and yet and yet people who would still be in the room would include people who believe in infant baptism and people who believe in believer's baptism. Yes. Right? Both those groups still in the room. They would still be in the room. Okay. Uh, people who believe that the gifts of the Spirit are still active, still like right, right. Con- what we call continuous Continu- or whatever, continuationless, yes. right? And then, and then you have those that believe that uh, they've ceased, right? Still in the room, still in the room, still in the room, right? Uh, yes. Let me try to think some other things. Um, people who believe in congregational church governance, yes, still in the room. Still in people the room. People who believe in elder rule or. Uh, or even um, kind of denomination rule, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Where yeah, where the like, bishops are somebody else from yeah, outside somebody the church, else rules. outside the church, and yeah, hierarchy. Yes, right? yes. Everybody, they're all still in the room. Yes, still in the room. Still in the room. Here's a big one. Yes, this is the one we've debated. Complementarian, egalitarian. They are still in the room. Okay. At this point. At this point. At this <laughs> <laughs> the room might get smaller. Might at get some smaller point. as we go along. At some right. point. But at least at this point. At this point, we are all still in the room. They're still in the room. Yes. If I have to cast the follow up. What would it take for the? I mean, because obviously we we would hold to complementarian. Yes. Right. Right. At what point would you say to an egalitarian person, "I'm not sure you're in the room, or you should be in the room"? I would say. There, there would have to. I would say you're still my brother or sister in Christ, but it's probably not good for us to have the unity that is described in the Bible. But before we got to that point, I would think we would need to have a long discussion about again what the why word says. There? Yes, mm-hmm. like why? Why do you believe what you believe? And let me explain why. Because again, a lot of times we we hold to these truths and we never really engage with the other viewpoint. Yeah, or what we do is we create straw man about the other yep. viewpoint and mm-hmm. beat it to death. And so we're further more convinced mm-hmm. about our position. I mean, it really is just unexamined. Yeah. We, we haven't really thought through I it. think that's where we are as the church, is that we are so quick to divide, and and we're not even dividing along biblical t- grounds or we, right. or we believe they're biblical grounds, but it's not because we've examined the text and actually said, mm-hmm. this is what the word says, or we've actually had a, a, a grace filled discussion with somebody who disagrees with us on this issue. Right. Hey, we're not doing that. We, we like to be in, in echo chambers, which is dangerous, dangerous, right? Yeah. We see mm-hmm. that in our politics and, and right. sadly we see that in the church too we we don't really reason together or we're okay. we're not keeping this view, this vision of what Jesus says he wants his church to be before us to say in, in light of what Jesus says in John 17 let us have a discussion in regards to complementarianism and egalitarianism so that we can fight for this unity not saying that we we're going to cave or, or uh, mm-hmm. deny the truth in these situations, but what what would it look like for us to to be one? Since we are still we still consider one another brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. 
and and have this um, disagreement. Think about it this way, like um, like in Ephesians five, Jesus says, "Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church." Can I do that? Like Christ loves His church perfectly, right? I, what would it look like if I just said, "I can't attain it. I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna even right. strive for it," right? Yeah. And I think that's what we've done with John 17. Like, I'm still going to strive to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Right. Otherwise, I'm not going to have a marriage. Right. That's right. Yeah. right? Yeah. If, I want a, if I want a good marriage, I'm still going to strive for that, even though I know I can't attain it in the way that Jesus loves his church. We need to do the same thing with John 17. Like, when I think about my marriage, Ephesians 5 is the first thing that pops into my mind. Mm-hmm. I need to love her as Christ loved the church. That's right. When we think about the church, we need to think about John 7. Like, we know this is Jesus's will because he's praying right. it, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it along those lines before you divide and have those conversations and fight through it instead of saying, mm. uh, we, we, we can't be together. All right, I'm gonna, we've got to stop. Yeah, right? we've got to stop. Go, but, right. so, but I want to come back to this because at this point, yes. all we've done is kick a bunch of people out of the room. Right? Yeah, we kicked some people and out so, of the room. So we've got we've to, we've we we're going to come back to it. I want us to, I think we, I think we maybe need to have another episode where we talk about kind of, part two what what would then need to happen because yes. i think that's i think there's some more things that we could say uh that could that could maybe be helpful anyway uh good stuff good discussion right right we do want to continue our tradition because we, you know, we're all about traditions over <laughs> yeah, here yes. at the podcast we but will we, divide with from you if you don't do a crazy question that's right that's right so we're going to do a crazy question so our crazy question for today first one for the season is kenny what is one of, we'll just say one of, what is one of the silliest divisions that you see in life? All right. So if you're a sports person, if you're not a sports person, just just listen to me for for a minute and just read a little <laughs> bit on it. So in college football, you, you have, just lost my wife. You have different. She out. Right, she ain't listen listen no to more. me, Glenna, just She's for a not little bit. Anymore. Just nope. listen to the like the the bigotry of it, the hypocrisy of it. Okay. So in college football. Uh, universities have decided they're going to leave the conference that they are currently in to That's go right. to another conference, and it's solely for money. It's not even straight up. Well, we ain't even trying to pretend nope. that it's for anything else. It is solely for money. Yep. But it, I mean, just a few years ago, like these same universities was upset mm-hmm. because athletes were able to transfer from one school to another school, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even about money because they couldn't even get money a few years ago. It was just because I want more playing time. I want a better. Yeah. Like better opportunity for myself, right. but now the whole school is saying the whole entire <laughs> the whole entire school, school is, is saying we're going to leave, and it's yeah. obviously for money. So that yeah. is the silliest, most hypocritical division mm-hmm. that I see in life right now. Right now, we're up. How the, how the whole school go leave? Are you the, bad because these kids leaving? I mean, we got the Pack Four. We've <laughs> right. established the Pack Four. We just we just take a whole conference that has been in existence for up. over a hundred years and said, "Yep, nope, no, we don't want to be do with that, that no more." That is a yeah. silly division. Yes. I, I think I would say I'm I lead the worship here at the church and yes. so music's music's a big deal to me. One of the silliest divisions that I just always thought through the years was the division over music. Oh man. You know, in the church, like I'm gonna get mad and leave this church because they're singing hymns. Yes. It's not contemporary enough. Or I'm gonna get mad and leave this church because they're um singing contemporary music. You know? Right. Whatever. Like I don't understand that. Like, if you can't see value in old hymns or value in new stuff that's being, you know, well written and well done, and and I understand you got to have a filter for both. Yes, right, right. But like, 
it, it's just like, no, 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 there's not a, like, there's not like good hymns and bad hymns. It's like, no, all hymns are good and all the contemporary stuff and is trash. And the funniest thing with you know, the hymns like, is like, no, that's not. You know, at the time of the hymns, they were contemporary. They were contemporary. I mean, like, <laughs> no, like the arguments that you try to make, I'm just like, I don't understand how the division. And people hated the hymns persists. when they came out, probably. Like, yeah. this is too contemporary. Like, bring back the psalms or the chanting or whatever. Whatever it was they did before that. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. So um, that's a silly division. Yes, I think very silly. Probably some other ones that are out there, and maybe we'll bring up some more of them uh, next time. So we will try to do a follow up. We uh, we'll we'll have a do to be continued. Yes, and uh, we'll see if Kenny can continue to walk <laughs> us through his process for bringing the local church in Sykeston together and so, critique my process too. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll, maybe we yes, do that some. Do too, that too. So. Yes. All right, thanks guys for uh, listening to us. We'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.